passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports betting info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get in to the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? You guys got a July 4th hangover? Doing okay. <laughs> doing all right. Now, Tasia, you're in Hungary. Do they, they do anything um, for July the 4th for our independence over here? No, no. But I did, uh, just for you guys to know, I did rock my... Uh, uh, USA Penny Hardaway jersey to the gym yesterday, so I was I was flying red, white, and blue. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so let everyone well, know where where, you know, where I'm from. <laughs> well, yeah, with, with Penny, that's a uh, solid. Um, uh, so lots to get into this week. Uh, obviously, free agency started since the last time we had an episode. Um, but before we get into it, it's, uh, NBA uh, our summer league begins for the Sixers tonight. Um, we have a solid roster, uh, you know, headlined by uh, Cash. Uh, one of our biggest additions was Trevlin Queen, who we just signed last week, who I believe will be playing in this. Um, and also Cassius Winston, who we also signed last week to our summer league roster. Um, anything you guys are looking for in summer league um, that you that you that you kind of want to that you want to see uh, during summer league from the younger guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I think when guys want the one thing about summer league is we, if you want to come into training camp and and you know and kind of claim a spot in rotation or compete for a rotation. Um, summer league is very important for you. Summer league, you have to step up to that next level. Like you have to be a player that like stands out, um, you know, offensively, defensively, whatever your role may be. Um, you got to pretty much star in that role in the summer league to, to be able to take that to camp and the team kind of look at you as a, Hey, a guy, this is a guy that maybe they can contribute for us this season. So summer league from that standpoint is, is really helpful. Yeah, and, and Maxi took off last year, and when he played in summer league, he was yeah. dominating, and then it kind of yes. kind of carried over to to the season. Yeah. It's usually a, a a sign of a guy that's kind of ready to take the next step, based on how they perform in summer league. In most cases, yeah, 
Uh, hopefully Isaiah Joe, hopefully he takes that next level uh, in this summer league. Tay, just a certain player that you were looking at in summer league that you kind of want to. I think it's huge for Reed. Um, I think, <laughs> uh, with Reed and Bassey, uh, their progression, especially Reed's progression at the end of last year, uh, is the reason why we haven't gotten a big man yet. So um, if he comes out there and looks terrible, like he hasn't really done much in the offseason to get better, then you might see the Sixers try and grab maybe a veteran big man. But, uh, you know, I, I think they're looking heavily in those two because we haven't gotten one yet. And I know we're into other things right now. We'll get to that in the show. But, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's especially big for them to show, you know, get their big boy pants on and uh, show the right to become the backup big. Yeah. Yeah. That, there's a lot of guys. Like I mentioned Isaiah Joby. Yeah, you see Paul Reed and um, Bassey. Uh, and then the guy we signed last year, Trevlin Queen, which a lot of people are big fans of. I I didn't really know much about him until I uh, you know did a little research on uh, on him after we signed him. But yeah, exciting exciting uh, group we got. He's got uh, a sweet uh, stroke. I was watching him in practice the other day. He's got it's quick man. That release is fast. Yeah, I know it's practice. We've seen many guys who couldn't shoot in the games Simmons <clears throat> uh, do really well in practice. But he's yeah, he's, out of all the guys running around, he was just like. Pop, pop like that. Yeah, I mean, it's been proven that guys that have success in the G League um, that it transferred to the league. So hopefully he's he's that case. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, uh, okay, so uh, first topic tonight. Uh, obviously, we, we had the off, live off-season acquisitions last week. Uh, we, we haven't really gotten to speak about. But um, Daryl Moore has kind of been uh, facing some criticism from uh, some of the fans who were saying that, you know, the Philadelphia Rockets, Daniel House, um, PJ Tucker, obviously James Harden's acquisition last year. It's that Maury's kind of lacking creativity as uh, as our head basketball guy. Um, now, would you say it's fair? Would you would you say it's fair to say that Maury is kind of lacking uh, creativity by just picking up his old guys from uh, the Houston Rockets days? Is that is that a fair assessment on uh, on Maury? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's fair. Um, you know, when people are saying that um, his relationship with those guys kind of made it probably made it easier to kind of reach out and get a deal done. Um, where I think that it's kind of missing a little bit is that the guys, what they bring to the table is needed. So it's not like they wouldn't got guys that were like duplicate positions or some, something that wasn't of need. Um, and it's not, you know, I know some people didn't like PJ's contract, but it wasn't like it's a, you know, 67, 80, 90 million dollars, and funds you. So um, I think there are guys that are, that can definitely contribute. So, but I, but I understand from that standpoint, because there's nothing that's really out of the box or nothing that was kind of not mentioned, you know, even by us <laughs> before it happened. Um, but I don't think they're finished. I, I think that, um, you, know, you know, obviously we're waiting for the big fish to, to drop. And then I think you'll see moves after that around the league. Uh, Tasia, now, uh, do you agree with the, uh, that there's a fair assessment on, um, I think, I mean, it's a good observation, um, for the amount of crap it's been given online about it. Like he lacks creativity. <laughs> I mean, I'm, on, I'm under, uh, who cares what team they played for? Okay. Tucker played for two teams since then. One of those won a championship and the other one was a vital part of beating the crap out of us in the playoffs. So it's like a lot's happened since. Houston and Maury. So, I mean, he spanked us last year. He averaged eight and six and shot 45% from three. So, 
I really don't care who he played for a couple of years ago. We need that. We need what he brings. And I think that's what Maury went after him because not because of his time in Houston, because of what he brings to us. Um, same with Embiid. Embiid said Tucker by name after the season. Do you think he cares that he played in Houston? I don't think he cares about that either. I mean, House, I mentioned last week as the guy I actually wanted to be our other, you know, our other free agent signing because of what he brings and we what we need off the bench. We need grit. We need defensive versatility. We need three-point shooting. So, again, I mean, I don't – I just don't care personally where they played for. Um, if he ends up getting Gordon, then whatever. I, I, I will – I do see that. If he does get Gordon – that criticism is going to triple. Um, <laughs> but again, we need a 13 to 15 point score off the bench. You can let threes fly. Gordon has that resume. You know, was he at a former company that our CEO used to manage? Sure. But, you know, when he starts bringing guys from Houston, you just alluded to this, Eric, when he starts bringing guys from Houston that we don't want or need just for the sake of compiling Houston players, then I'll start to actually lose faith in them as a GM. But um, I think he's bringing players that fit the bill. Were you were you kind of a fan of that Houston Rockets team, Tage? It sounds like you were kind of a fan of that team. <laughs> I mean, which one? I mean, the one that was a Chris Paul injury away from being the uh, the Warriors that year. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, who, I mean, who wouldn't have been? They, they were they were championship bound, man. I mean, they were they were handling a a dynasty. They were you know with too bad what happened to Paul. We've said that a few times in his career, but I mean. But here's the thing. I said this online last week. Take that Rockets team and put in beat on it, and what would it do? So, I mean, that's – if you four years ago said, hey, Embiid's going to go to the Rockets for nothing, people would say that's like they're going to win the next seven rings on mm-hmm. that team. So, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. – that plus Embiid's pretty damn good. Yeah. But you're also and a lot of those guys are, are older now, and then you're just swapping Capella for a younger Embiid. Yeah, I would take um, I would take that give and take uh, Embiid instead of Capella and three four years older version of Tucker. Has Tucker really changed that much in the last Tucker's game? I don't, I don't really think it's predicated on age and 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 you know like being spry. I don't think he's I don't think <laughs> he really matters in that. What he brings is. You know, corner three. Look, Danny Green gave us exactly what we needed last year. And I don't think Danny Green by any means is, you know, uh, it got young legs. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with Tucker filling that role. Yeah. And there yeah. were how many teams going after him? A lot. So A lot. Yeah. Well, that's like, the one thing, too. Like, it's not like Maury came out of nowhere with that contract and it was like, whoa, Miami was going to give him like one, one million less or 1.5 million less. It was close. He wanted to come to Philadelphia. Like he, he did. That's that's awesome. We finally have a place that one of the most coveted free agents, realistic free agents, not like Levine's of the world. I don't even count those guys. But like the realistic free agents, the MLE free agents, shows us. That hasn't happened in a long time. We haven't gotten that in quite a while. I think Eric talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Like, you know, we don't get chosen for free agency a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool that the Harden effect has that. And I don't know if you guys saw, if you guys caught the uh, the little party in uh, the Hamptons, Tucker and Bead and Harden having a good time singing along to Meek Mill together. That was uh, that was that was quite a sight to see. So nice. Maxie was there too. <laughs> yeah, Maxie was there. Yeah, he he didn't go on stage though with the with yeah, he wasn't there. singing and dancing, but he was he was there. <laughs> he was having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
All right. Okay. So kind of going off uh, the, the guys that we signed next week, just, you know, kind of everything we talked about from the last few weeks is kind of playing out uh, right before our eyes. Um, Harden taking a major discount, um, helping us get PJ Tucker and um, Daniel House. Uh, and then also signing uh, the King of the G League and Trevelon Queen, who we'll see in the Summer League. Um, how are you guys feeling overall um, with the offseason so far? I know we say we're not done yet, but how are you guys feeling with the offseason so far with the acquisitions we've had? I think we've we've addressed um, some of the things that you know we spoke about. Um, Melton, I think, was you know we can't forget about him and what he can bring to the table. Um, totally. I think Daniel House um, brings you know a guy that can play the three and, and small ball four, and then PJ obviously, um, you know, you can play you know three, four, five with him based on the matchups, and. And they, and they both it has a history of, you know, defending, making threes. Um, so I think we, we've, we've gotten better as far as, you know, our, our depth. Um, and we still have our, you know, best four players. So to, 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 make, to make the moves that we've had and still have your best four players still there, I mean, I think it's, you know, a little obvious to say that on paper we've gotten better. Uh, I don't know if this makes us a championship team but we've gotten better. And we were saying, like I always say, we were the same record as Boston a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. In Milwaukee. With the kind of season we had last year. Yeah, with Jane, a full, and James for a full season this year. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think we have just as good as an opportunity um, as any other team in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, And I still believe, like I said, I still believe that, you know, we can, we will address maybe some other issues or other things before it's all said, whatever that may be. Now, Eric, if you if you were to to obviously we we address some of the things that we need, what would you say is left still out there that we that, that we that you'd say we need to improve on roster wise? Well, I mean, you have to you have to. I know we talk about Paul Reed and his potential and Bassey and wanting to see those guys play. But I, I I do not see them going into the season without some form of a um, veteran big. I, you I want to bet big? I just think they're going to have some form of it, whether it's a trade or I'm not sure if there's any free agents out there. Um, maybe a trade or something happens. I I think they address that. Um, you know, as much as we all love Joel and how important he is to our team, um, he, he does have a history of injuries that you have to be prepared for um, yep. going into a season. Tejo, what are your what are your thoughts on the uh, acquisition so far? Uh, I showed my hand a little bit in my last answer. <laughs> uh, I love it so far. Um, I mean, the numbers haven't come out yet for uh, for Harden, but they're saying what three or four year deal, averaging like the mid thirties. Um, I can't say enough about Harden and. I know there have been a lot of people giving him tons of credit, but there's also a group of naysayer haters out there that have been saying Harden's getting way too much credit for this, you know, uh, pump the brakes. This really isn't a discount because he's going to get a bunch of years in the deal. But look, to everyone that says those things, he didn't have to do this. He could have just opted in. If he only cared about himself, he would have opted in. Philly still would have gave him an extension after that. Unless he completely collapsed next year, he'd still get an extension and he would have gotten that 47 and a half million. Especially think about this. No one even talk, talks about this. 
Let's say he did a one-year deal. Let's say he did the opt-in. He played his ass off, like said, you know what? I'm giving it all this year to get my last payday. And then said, hey, I want, I'm, I'm back to being a top five, 10 player again. Look at my stats. Pay me like one. I want that three-year extension for like 200 million, 250 million. I mean, like I, I, I'm that guy again, right? You said, if I'm him, then pay me. What would have happened? We would have, I mean, like Maury would have done it. Because uh, A, if he looks that way again, he'd feel inclined to. Philly would kill him if he didn't pay the guy who looks like Houston Harden. So you'd have to do it. But he, he didn't do that. He, he was a man of his word. Uh, he said he's committed to winning and doing all he can to make this a winning team. It shows he just wasn't trying to run away from Brooklyn. He really wanted to be here. I mean, as many as crying wolf as he's had in his career, he was honest this time. Um, and I want to ask this to all Harden haters, and even you guys. I know you guys aren't haters, but you guys can maybe answer this too. How many players in the last, let's just do five years, have done this? Opted out of a bigger payday in order to take a deal for about 15 less annually per year. I can't think I can't think of any. That's more of an NFL move, really, than um like you've seen Brady take these pay cuts to, to make sure the team around him was good. Right? You never really see that in the yeah. NBA. There you go. Your example was Brady, the, the, the most famous version, the most famous player doing it in like all sports. Yeah, it happens in, in, in NFL because you're able to restructure your contracts, but in the NBA, it has to be a guy has to be a free agent for it to happen. Mm. So yeah. in most cases, guys aren't free agents um oh and in a lot of cases it's not necessary to sign other players so i think that what what james has has done is is great for the team um but some you know to, to kind of be fair every situation isn't like this it's a little different yeah. um it's but, true Kyrie just had this he didn't he didn't blink. I mean, in fact, yeah, because he's, he's trying to leave. I mean, that's the difference. I yeah, think yeah. He's trying to leave, and James is trying to help build a championship team. Exactly. Well, so, that's what but, I'm saying. I mean, it, it's, exactly. it's no different than, um, you know, you look at a guy like LeBron James. LeBron James has took less money tons of times. Yeah. yeah. When he's going to teams, it was his idea um, half the time. Though. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he's <laughs> done it. He's never like he could he he could have and should have been the highest paid player for a while. Could have. He, he might have had to wait a few more years to get that ring, though. He did that. Yeah, I'm just saying, but he did it, <laughs> but he did it to win. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's been done. I think if, if I had to point to a situation, I mean, I think Kevin Durant took less to win when he went to Golden State. Expedite that winning process yeah. again. He wanted. He so, was like, you know what? I have to guys, when they do it, um, it has to be some incentive. <laughs> yes. For them to do it, because that's a lot of money, man. It takes. It is a lot of money. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, and you were um, you were more of the uh, the belief of saying like, I, I don't. I think you said something like, I don't see James doing this kind of thing because it is. It's not very common, right? And he didn't have to do it, and he still would have been here, right? And he guys say they want to help win and take more money all the time. It's not. It's very common. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's it was, and I had said it well, thing a while back. We first started talking about this contract. I thought it was all. I thought it was always going to be about the years mm. more so than the money. Um, and I still yeah. believe that. I still believe it's the years. I still believe it. I believe that the reason why it's probably taking so long is James probably won a fourth year. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard different things about that too. I've heard the fourth year is partially guaranteed. Yeah, or I, I, like that, that. Or, which, you know, it's, it's yeah. fine. I mean, and the rumor at first was he was going to opt in 
And then they were going to do a, I think a three, two or three year extension on top of that for less money. Mm-hmm. But this is even like a step further in that other direction where it's like, man, like you, you know, you, you, you can't, you came through. I mean, he, he, like it takes a, you name like players like LeBron and Durant, they're guys that at different points of their career hit crossroads. And they were like, if I don't do this right here, right now, um, I might not win for like a few years or maybe not at all. Right. So it takes that self-awareness and maturity to be like, this is it, man. And I think maybe last year humbled him to a certain degree, uh, James, where he's like, I'm not the player like I, I, I was uh, admittedly. And, and, and maybe I don't deserve the 50 plus million starting contract. And if I want to win and get rid of all that stigma, you know, get my boys here, I do need to take less. So it's, it's, you know, I, I'm not like announcing him the, 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 the Lord savior of, of the NBA by any means. Um, he's had plenty of bad stories too, but you know, I'm just, I just want to give him credit where credit's due. He, he has done everything he said he was going to do. The last thing is showing up in great shape and um, um, looking somewhere in between last year's uh, Philly and, and Houston Harden. And if he does that, then, you know, we are, I think, that championship team. Um, as far as acquisitions, I, I yeah, I, like I said before, I think they're Tucker and House are exactly the doctor ordered. Huh, get it? Um, and then I feel like uh, Queen has a good stroke. Maybe he can develop into something. And Melton, great start to that. That I, I almost forgot about, too. Um, I feel like we're one, one piece away from moving on to being a real complete team, but I love where we're headed. Yeah. yeah and I, I think Harden is – like he, he's gotten credit, but there's also those people who the naysayers who still don't want to give him that. I think some of the things I said, uh, one of the things I read was that, uh, you know, he's ta- he's going to take the three year and take less because he's no, he knows he's cooked and he can't bet on himself for an opt in on 47 million, knowing that he's going to get paid even less the, the following year. So he, he wants to lock himself into a three year deal, but that's just people, everyone's going to say there's always a critic and they're always going to say, uh, cling on to some BS. It's, they got it. They got opinion just like we do. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay but talking about Harden. so uh this is an interesting one so um it's been called bs by uh some of the uh, as, uh philadelphia writers uh and beat reporters but um shams uh has said that kyrie irving uh, has some interest from three teams and the philadelphia 76ers are one of those teams now kyrie everyone knows that there was kind of the, the beef between Harden and kyrie and that's why Harden wanted out um, and so that's interesting that we'd be interested in Kyrie. And also people think that our interest in Kyrie is holding off this Harden signing his three-year deal, which I don't think so. Um, but so I have to ask this question and kind of the, the rumor trade online would be Fiebel, uh, Harris, and a future first round pick for Kyrie Irving. How would you feel if we did this trade? Um, even if it was a, for a one-year rental, would you guys be into a Kyrie for one year on a, on trading Harris, Thibel in a first? I think if we're going to make a trade with Brooklyn, this should be for Kevin Durant. Yeah. So Eric's not in. <laughs> <laughs> would you be if you if you woke up and saw that deal for Irving? Would you be? Would you would you be would you be like oh man or would you be like? Eh, we'll see. Kyrie's a heck of a talent and he would be helpful, but it creates a, even to me it creates. Um. You, you stack players and you create a hole. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's, you know, if, if we're, if we're saying, Hey, we got to give Maxi room to grow 
and we have James, then we bring in Kyrie, then somebody's going to have to take a step back. As much as we like Max, he's not better than Kyrie. So I don't know why you would make the move for Kyrie if he wasn't going to play. And, and if that's the case, then we're playing. Unless we're saying, hey, we're just going to play four guards or around Joel, unless we're saying that, and play P.J. and House at the four, which, you know, House in some ways are guard, is a guard. Yeah. Um, unless we're saying that, that's what we're saying, which is really – Houston Rockets <laughs> old ball. <laughs> very true. Um, very true, yeah. If if that's how you're deciding to play, then yeah, I, I can see it. But then you have the issue of Kyrie being a free agent after that, um, which is a, probably a bigger concern of mine than the next person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, upside – dynamic scorer we'd be getting a guy with one less year than Harris so it's getting out of one one whole year of that 30 plus million we technically have a big three right we keep Maxi because that other Durant crazy deal we lose Harris and Maxi so we keep Maxi and head of Irving um our offense would be pretty unstoppable uh, pretty much at all times we'd have three to four just like just bona fide like stud scorers and with the Tucker and House signings, we still have good depth at four, even though we lost Harris. Downside, Harden and Irving already broke up once. I'm not going to get into all the rumors and BS, but it's safe to say it just didn't work out between them, right? Um, I know they say they're cool or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't believe their relationship. <laughs> yeah, I believe they're good actors in front of the cameras on is what I believe. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't think it's a great relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like we'll say hi to each other when I see you at a, a club or a bar. I mean, it was. It, I don't want to work. I, with think, I think back to the first time they played in Philadelphia when Brooklyn came and smacked us, um, and I had never seen the attention to detail of of Kyrie Irving like I did that game. Yeah, defending James, that was personal. Yeah, what if like Harden was Kyrie's muse and he always had that one on the court with him, even when he's on the same team? Like, what if he always? What if Kyrie's always just locked in with like Harden in his peripheral? Then you have to. So it's possible, but it's the reason why. <laughs> then we, yeah. but we don't know the reason why, which yeah. means that I'm telling you, it's personal for you to come in and 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 do something that the game before, the game after, you don't necessarily do. That's personal. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. This is just another game. I didn't want. I didn't want to hear that. That was not another game. Um. That was their championship. I think that's why they lost in the playoffs. Like, I mean, we already beat Philly by a lot. Uh, um, <laughs> it's a one-year deal, so that's, you know, maybe they can just shut up and play together for a season. Other downside is, again, like you said, what would our lineup be at one, two, three? That's my biggest thing. Like, would we start hard Maxie and Kyrie and then have Tucker at four and beat at five? Uh, we get slaughter on the boards, bullied against bigger teams, bullied against average teams. Um, make another three, a move for a three to start, start house at three. We always we have and we've gotten a lot of crap from our listeners about this. Could move Max to the bench. You could start House at three, and that way you have a more balanced second unit too. And you'd always have someone on the court who can just put it on. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it would definitely come with a lot more questions. But Maureen's career has always been a guy who doesn't really care about questions. He sees a really talented superstar, and he's like, "Why not?" Do it for one year. Try it. If not, 
you know, we could do a sign and trade next off season to the, to, to the suitor that wants them. Um, and if it doesn't work, if it works out, then, Hey, they'll keep, they'll resign here. So um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, he tried it for a season. I guess I wouldn't hate it, but I'm, I think there are better fits for us. Yeah. Um, the, and, and the thing that I, I take away from this is the fact that our Philly uh, reporters said that, that we have no interest in this at all. So yeah. the fact that it's coming from a national guy and our guys who have I an mean, ear to the uh, the ground over here in Philadelphia, you know, I think uh, I'll, I'll take that. So we have no interest in Phil, in, in, uh, in Kyrie. So and I, hope, and I hope that's the case. um all right so uh our next topic um so this is interesting Uh, i just want to get your guys uh, opinion on this but um a lot of people are kind of concerned as as to what uh our uh the pj tucker and tobias harris how that lineup will be so my question is um who's gonna be starting at the three and the four between tobias and pj tucker and that's saying if tobias is still on the team which i think he will be but um Who's going to be the, the, our small forward? Who's going to be the power forward when coming to lineups between uh, Tobias and P.J. Tucker? Because, you know, Tobias has gone before the last few years. has done pretty well. Um, and Tucker's kind of played all over the place. So who, who who would you say, if you were to make the lineup today, who would be the three and who would be the four, to, Tobias and P.J.? Um, I'm, I'm going to make um, Tasia a little disappointed right now. Bible? I'm kidding. And and it's going to be Harrison Thibault that's going to start the three and four. Really? Yeah. I, I was I was kidding. You're serious? Wow. Okay. Uh, so why would you bring PJ off the off the bench? Uh, because I think he can come in, and I think he's a more serviceable guy off the bench because he comes in being able to play multiple positions and sub in for different guys. I mean, there, there could be times where he can come in for Joel. Um, but I just think that um, I think it with the addition of house, I, I just see Tucker playing more four than three um, and Tobias playing more four than three because of that. And I think with, with house and Melton, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they play as much three as maybe we, we've kind of talked about them doing. Um, so that's why I, I think, um, you know, I, I think Tobias could end up playing more three. I don't know if you start them there. Um, what about like closing lineups though? I mean, they're both going to be on the closing floor, right? lineup. I don't, I don't think that um, Bible is your, in your closing lineup. I think yeah. it's either Tucker, Tobias or Melton or house. I think those are going to end up in your closing lineups, but um, if you don't start Thibault, I'm not sure how the role would be. I, I think his role for what you what you're asking for him to do, Tucker, starting him, Tucker, Thibault. Okay, okay. Starting him is probably the best thing to do because it's it puts him in a situation where you can he can defend the best perimeter player in James and Max, he don't have to defend. And it's probably the lineup where he's going to get the most shots. I know you, some people probably don't want that, but I think that's a situation where if he's making them, you ride with him. If he misses, then boom, you can take him out. You kind of know how the game is going. But I think if he comes in as a reserve and you got those mixed lineups and now you could have him in there with one or two shooting options and it kind of, 
messes to me is, is, is the rhythm is different. I think it's it starting him, I must say, kind of puts him more in his role of which how you see him as a player, a three, a true three and D. And that's what he's kind of seen more with the starting lineup. It's defend, shoot a corner three. You got it going, this your game. But I, I think when you change those lineups, it changes the role a little bit to me for Tyler. But I think his role is more defined in that starting lineup. And, and so I just think, but I also think Daniel House and Tucker will be better reserves. So for you, it's less about Tucker. It's more about th- keeping Thibault's role. It's, it's more, it's not necessarily Tucker. It's just how do you get, how do you get to maximize all of those guys? I think if you got all of those guys who some can play together, some can't, but I think you still have to maximize those guys. Like we're, we're, we're adding Tobias in with those guys. Tobias is not a reserve player. He's a starter. Yeah, he's a starter. So he, he, he's not in there. So it's really to me about, Tucker, House, and Tyler. And how do you maximize their role? And I just think for a guy like um, Thibault, I think his role would be more defined in the starting lineup at the three with those two guards that we have and more defined because he's he's basically a catch-and-shoot three from the corner and defender. Now, if you bring him off the bench and now all of a sudden he's in there with Melton and he's in there with House or he's in there with Tucker – it's different, different lineup, different situations. So he's basically in there with Tucker, then he's doing the same thing Tucker's doing. He's doing the same thing House is doing, and he's playing with those guys. They're basically the same players. Mm-hmm. So, but when he's playing with the starting lineup, he's the only guy that's like that. But wouldn't Tucker also be that in that same lineup if he's in there instead of Thibault? Well, he also be the D and corner three guy, right? Yeah, but I don't see Tucker as a three. I know you all do. I don't. Not anymore. I see him as a four. Yeah. So in closing line, I think he's a spot. I think he's a spot three. I don't think he's a full time three. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it with our team, a three may have to defend, um, you know, Trey Young. Tucker was guard. <laughs> Tucker was guarding Harden in that series, though. Trey Young. I'm just saying Trey Young. Like, yeah, like, no, yeah. I'm just no, saying, yeah. like, those guys are different now. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, to, to guard that, like, I, I don't think we can put PJ on Trey Young for a whole game. No, no, no. Definitely, um, definitely not. Her so team. I'm just I'm just saying, like, when you, you come and you play the top teams, I just I just think that PJ is a, a great guy to move from three to four, but I think more minutes at four. All the minutes that um, Tobias is out, goes to PJ. And to maximize him, you obviously are going to have to play him with Tobias, but I would see Tobias more as the three and PJ more as the four. Yeah, I've I've thought about it less numbers. I've thought about it more just, just by role, what they have. In my mind, I, I always saw Tucker as taking over what Green did. Danny Green was sitting in the corner, crash boards if he wasn't, if he didn't have the ball in his hands, and he deed up the better wing. Um, I just see that as Tucker's role. Uh, I think Tucker, Harris, and House are all pretty, like they're hybrid forwards. I've seen 
I've seen uh, uh, Tobias guard DeRozan for like the majority of the game and do a great job on him. I've seen him guard fours and sometimes small fives. I've seen him guard from three threes and fours. I mean, I mean so, my thing is, like, you look at Miami, like, Jimmy Butler was a three. That's who was the three on that team. Yeah. And they had two other guards. And Tucker could guard Butler for the majority of the game if he, if he was starting at no, three. I'm just saying, but Jimmy Butler was the three. So you have the, the yes, ability yes. to have Jimmy Butler guard some guys. So, so it wasn't like you come in. So now we're saying make him the three. Like, I just – I don't see that. Even when he was with Milwaukee, Middleton was the three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he played in some three. Um, but if, if I remember right the, to the Milwaukee – Serious, like he he was struggling a little on those switches a lot when they were going to Trey Young and a lot of those guards. They're like, like they, I don't think it's a full time. I think he can mm-hmm. switch out, but to ask him to do that all the time, I don't, that's not how I view it. That's not how I view him. So I just think if, if you're, if you're sometimes, like I always say, like starting a guy isn't necessarily about who's the best, it's about who's helping the team be the best as far as being able to being in their role. I mean, Thabo could be a guy that starts the game and starts the ha- second half and maybe that's it. Um, but if he doesn't start, I just don't know how you, you're really going to use him. I think if he, if he's not that guy, then I, I, they probably should move in my opinion. And they, they might be. Um, yeah. I, I just, again, yeah. I thought of it more of just roles and, and not as, because I think people are getting so hung up on like the positions and what does he play? What does he play? You name very versatile teams, right? Like Giannis can guard your three, four or five, yeah. you know, uh, Middleton can guard your two, three. I've even seen them on small fours, not only his thing, but they're just, they're, they're very versatile teams. Miami plays a good amount of positionless basketball. I mean, Struess they had playing two and he's a big guy. Um, you know, Lowry at one can guard threes, not all game, but he can switch on them. He's a big, he's a thick dude, you know? Um, so like, I, I think in that regard for our hybrid, uh, uh forward system, I, I think Tucker works well. I think house works well. You could, you, you can put him at spot three, spot four, even like small fives. So, I mean, it's good to have these kind of guys. I don't even think it's a bad problem. I think we're getting, you know, it's the off season. People are getting so hung up on numbers and, and, and starting positions and whatnot, but I think it's just a good thing to have these kind of guys, especially if you do move somebody, you have another guy who can play three and four. Um, I, I will say Harris did struggle the year that he had to play primarily three when we had the Horford. Uh, he did struggle that year. Um, but uh, I think Harris has got his role. I think the, the staff complimented on him having a really strong grasp in the playoffs of what his role is finally on this team. Um and I think Tucker, when he's on the floor, just kind of, again, you know, I think he's he's hitting corner threes and he's guarding wings and he's guarding fours. I, I just think as long as we have uh, certain roles cut out for them, um, yeah, I think we'll be fine. We get less concerned about the, the three, four and things like that. Yeah, I mean, there was that report soon after the season that Tobias wanted more ISO opportunities. He wanted the, he wanted the, he wanted the ball more um, as far as in, in, uh, in traffic. Uh, kind of situations like that. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how legit. I, 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 pick and roll. He wants more pick and rolls for him. Yeah. So but I also said that there's another report that he was happy with his role and he really grasped. That's not a, here. that's not a PJ Tucker in house and Bible issue. No, <laughs> no, it isn't. They're setting the picks maybe, but they're yeah, not certain. That's, certainly not not. that's the, that's the other three. 
Yeah. That's the other three issue. <laughs> Tucker's gonna be Tucker's gonna be tucked away in the corner yeah. over there waiting for that ball when he someone gets doubled. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and just to say, I was just saying this earlier, and beating hard had the most uh the, the best statistically best pick and roll in the in the league, two man pick and roll. Yeah. That's something that did not get talked about at all during the season last year when they were, when, when no. they were trashing us. <laughs> yeah, I heard Zach Lowe bring it up again recently, and uh, it doesn't get talked about enough. No, not at all. Because if you if you were lived on a different planet and you just came, you would think that the Harden and Embiid experiment for the like half the season was was a, was a failure. Like they didn't they, they didn't look yeah. good at all together. Not even half, and they just got together. So it's like <laughs> now give them an off season and better fitting pieces. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, next one kind of goes off to bias a little bit. Our next topic here. Um, so we, you know, we have 16 players currently on the roster. We have, you know, have to have a 15 player limit. Uh, so something's going to happen soon. Uh, maybe got kicks cut, but also the, re- the reports of Eric Horn are still out there. Um, Maury's still trying to get his old Rockets squad back together. Um, so there's two ways that I've read online that could this this could happen. So one of them would be sending out uh, four depth pieces: Thibel, Furk, Niang. Um, and Joe uh, in a deal to get to get him, um, or looking for a Tobias trade um, that would bring Gordon along uh, with another player to uh, Philadelphia. So with the two camps here, either cutting your roster to get Eric Gordon, or you're trading Tobias to get Eric Gordon in a trade that would bring somebody else back. So two camps here. So cutting roster or trading Harris to get Eric Gordon. Which would you rather kind of go down to get uh, Eric Gordon? Which route would you rather go down to get Eric Gordon? If that is. In play, I mean, you can go Taser. <laughs> um, I mean, I would really depend on what you're getting back, obviously. But if it's Gordon and Barnes, I'm all for it. Gordon and Bogey from Utah, sure. Uh, it really just depends. I, I don't love gutting our depth. I know a lot of people don't like it either. But do we? Are we? I mean, we haven't even mentioned Ferk's name, and we've been talking about lineups and rotations. Matisse, I mean. That would be the one missing guy, but on offense, he was almost unplayable in the in, in the playoffs. Niang was brutal in the playoffs, and we have House and Tucker now. Um, so I think he's expendable too. Um, I put me down for a Gordon for a uh, four trade. And if we can and we could still maybe trade Harris in a future first for a couple of players to break out that huge salary, we could still do that. We have the flexibility of doing that, but. Harden, Maxi, Tucker, Harrison, Bead, Shake, Melton, Gordon, House, and Reed, something like that. Adding a couple of vet mins, I, I think we're fine for the playoffs. I don't think we're going to be missing much without Thibel or Ferk on our team come playoff time. I think we'll be just fine. Eric, yeah, this is a tough one. Like I, I know we talk about those guys. You know, we haven't talked about those guys in reserve, but I think they still they're still needed. Um, I still think that, um, you know, they play, they've been in the system. So I think that, that there's still value in that. Um, Niang didn't play great in the playoffs, but he played well for the season. He did. He um, did. So I think there's still value. So I, I don't think you can gut your reserves for a reserve. Um, maybe for a starter. Um, if you're locking in the three, that's like, hey, this is our guy. Um, you know, when I looked at the Eric Gordon trade, um, and when I envisioned him coming, I wasn't necessarily envisioning gutting the death to get him. Uh, I, I, you know, is the numbers guy, so he would know that what's needed for that to happen. 
I just didn't envision that um, that being a part of. It. So I, I I like Eric, and I think he can definitely be hopeful for us. Um, I, I would just like to find another way where you don't have to maybe send out as much. They did say too with maybe one of the reasons for the delay of Harden's contract is maybe he's taking a little more of a discount than we thought in his first year. That would allow us to not have to send out as much salary uh, in, in a Gordon deal. Yeah. I think right now with the, the amount they're expecting, I think we'd have to send out around 15. So if he took less this year, then maybe we wouldn't have to send out all that. Um, so yeah, obviously Thibault would be a guaranteed to go because that's, probably who else what the other team would want um Ferk, i wouldn't mind niang i would probably keep between Ferk and niang to be honest yeah because yeah. i mean eric gordon's taking all first minutes so it's like niang's only guy that we wouldn't really have in that trade a replacement for but you know there's guys out there for betting men's jeremy jeremy lamb you know for instance who knows what he's gonna sign for in the end uh, yeah, yeah. We do this trade for Eric Gordon. I mean, we, we're, it's like a night and day from our bench last year to this year. I mean, if, if we're getting Melton, uh, House, Gordon off the bench, I mean, that's 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 nice, man. And then Pretty nice. And if we keep Tease and we have Tucker, we have we have luxury if you then go in one of those two come off the bench as well. So that's that's a, that's a pretty good like nine deep right there. And you know, yeah, I mean, when, when people see that, you you'll be amazed at how many guys will take a minimum deal to be a part of it if they kind of see that, you know, Hey man, I liked what they're doing and they got a shot, you know, especially on the one year deal so you see guys that'll come and take that one year deal and, and, and be a part of it. Yeah. At some point money's going to dry up. Right. So you're yes. going to take either a little more than minimum to be with a yeah. lottery team, or you're going to take a minimum to be with a team that's going places yeah. and they're having fun. So like, it depends on what year of service it is and their minimum, how much their minimum is. Yep, that's true. That's also true. Eric, after like one week or two weeks in free agency, how often are guys just kind of waiting to see the landscape of how teams are structured before they, they sign their one-year deal? Like, you know, if they're not getting top I mean, dollar. I, I, think, I think guys that have minimum deals, and that's their minimum offers, um, teams usually give them a longer, you know, time frame of accepting that. Because it's you know this they can't it's not they're not going to go any higher they can't go any lower so they kind of give them time to maybe see if something else is out there for them so that's why you don't see a lot of minimum contract signed unless it's maybe a younger guy most of the veterans kind of wait and see um, how long it's going to take um, but to be honest with you this whole um, KD and Kyrie thing is holding up a lot of those minimum contracts. That it is, yeah. Because teams, you know, you may have a team that don't have any interest, but then all of a sudden they make trades that they may find some deals or find some money or all of a sudden have interest mm-hmm. um, afterwards. So I, I believe a lot of the smaller deals, and I say smaller meaning less um, money, um, will probably won't happen until. You know, you'll probably, you know, in late unless next month and they still don't have a deal. But I I mean, I think then maybe people be like, okay, well, I'm gonna just go ahead and sign this deal. But it's gonna be stretched out until we get some kind of um deal or some kind of you know, something happening on that front because that's that could open up deals around the league. Because I I don't think that's gonna be a one team 
I mean, I can see that between those two guys, um, it wouldn't Three surprise four, me if you if you if you're you're looking at five to eight teams involved. Yeah. And they're saying it might go out till the, the report today was possibly uh, Nets will wait it out till training camp. You know. Yeah, I think someone's putting that out there. I don't see that happening. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure you know, the league is. I, I think that they want to have it done by August so they can all take their vacations. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that you know everyone's out in Vegas and summer league. That's why I think a deal gets done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Someone took notice that uh, neither Kyrie uh, nor Katie were in the Hamptons this weekend. Yeah. That, that that big massive party that was. A lot, a lot of like guys were there. Donovan Mitchell was there. Jason Tatum was there. Pretty much everyone was there, but the 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 big name Nets guys were not were not there. So, um, Got it. for all their camps uh, negotiating deals right now, or try, trying to get trying to get out of Brooklyn. <laughs> um, okay, so we mentioned earlier the 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 backup five as being something that Eric still wants us to kind of look at and thinks that we will look at. So, uh, report this week that Paul Reed has gained about ten pounds uh, this off season. He's hired a trainer, uh, or not a trainer, a, a, a personal chef. So he's he's eating good. Um, he's in, hitting the gym. Um, so right now he's measuring at a 6'9", 235. His vertical has also improved to 28, 28 inches to 34 inches as well. That's also reported too. Um, so he's getting to work right now. Um, so since we haven't signed a backup big, and last in the last season we know Paul Reed kind of leaped uh, DeAndre Jordan to be our main backup five. Since we haven't signed one yet, it seems that Paul Reed will probably be the, the, the start of the season now as our, our backup five for Embiid. And if that is the case, how do we feel about Paul Reed being our backup five as of right now? I know, Eric, you kind of said earlier we still may sign another a veteran guy, but how do you feel about Paul Reed's potential as a backup big? Well, I, I don't – I'm not against Paul starting out as the guy. I just think that you – we still need a veteran big. Um you know, behind Joel, um, whether he's the second big or third big, I, I just think when it comes down to it, you know, you just kind of need some experience. And I think Paul is someone that Doc has shown that he has, you know, confidence in, but I think it wavers. <laughs> I really do think it wavers. So I think that um, you got to have someone else. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't as much about, what I don't see in Paul Reed as much as the security from Joel missing games. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be able to cover that is, is was my focus. And it was, it was less about Paul Reed and what he can or cannot do and more about making sure that we have backup if Joel was to miss games, which historically he, he has done. Unfortunately he does. Tasia, what are yeah, your thoughts? I, I know you're you've been on this. Uh, you've actually kind of fluctuated. You say like Paul Reed is playing out of position as being a backup five. I know in the past you said he's more of a four. Yeah, the problem is his shots just not coming along. So no, not yet. He's still extremely young. But I think to be a four on this team, you, you probably need to have a better outside jumper. So not not yet. Um, but I, if he's putting on weight like that, and he's vertical went up six inches in two months pretty good i want to get on that i want to get on that plan so uh <laughs> jumping through the roof man by, by this time by the season he's gonna be jumping over the backboard so um it's exciting though i mean it, it's I'm, I'm glad he's doing that i'm glad he it's exciting um again the summer league will show a lot i think uh it'll be a good way for him to audition 
Um, and maybe to see how the Sixers react to how he looks and how bass he looks. But yeah, Eric made a great point. It's not just about backup big during a game. It's about who's starting when Joel misses games, which he very well could. Um, so there are a lot of names out there. If there's one position I think that's the most stacked in free agency right now, it's probably big. You got, I just took a quick glance. Dwight Howard, Bryant, Whiteside, Thompson, Cousins. There's some good names out there. So maybe that's why they also haven't rushed because they're like, you know what? Let's see how he looks. Let's see how he's coming along. Um, we got plenty of guys out there. If at any point we want to add, him, add, add someone, we can. Um, Howard's already very familiar with our team, so that could be an option. Um, but yeah, I, I think any one of those guys could fill that role nicely. Um, yeah, we'll just have to wait, like, wait and see. I, I, yeah, but again, especially if we're going to make more moves, we need to see what else we need to pick up too. So right now, let's we're trying to stay probably flexible with what we're going to pick up afterwards. Yeah, I, I'd love to have Dwight Howard back. That'd be that'd be, that'd be uh, fun to have him back. I mean, he really enjoys think, time. He does back. too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so final topic tonight. We started the show with uh, talking about the Philadelphia Rockets, which that's what everyone's calling uh, our team right now. Um, so Patrick Beverly, um, who played for Doc, was a uh, play for the Rockets uh, from 2013 to 2017 uh, with Maury uh, in Houston. Um, he's also been a big uh, James Harden supporter on the, all of the, the hot take shows, first take and all of them. Um, so he was involved in the Utah trade uh, for Rudy Gobert. Um, and there's reports from... Some insiders out there that he may be a buyout that that um, Utah actually may get rid of Patrick Beverly. So naturally, with uh, us uh, get signing all the the Houston former Houston Rockets players, um, I have to ask the question: Would Pat Beverly how would Pat Beverly be a good signing for us? And do you think he would fit uh, with, uh, with 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 our squad uh, coming out being a, a bench reserve guy for us? Uh, yeah, I think he would fit, and he would keep him from other teams very true also so i think that it's a need it's a it's a need for a guy like that you know he can come in and be a spark plug and defend and he's made some shots i mean he's 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 been on successful teams you have to give him credit for that um so he's helped teams um, be better but yeah i i i would say you know it's definitely worth getting a guy like that i mean you he could help your team for all the teams that miss out on getting a dog in, in a Tucker, I know they're not the same position by any means, but Beverly is a decent consolation prize for a good attitude player you want um, on your team, uh, right? Like uh, a, a good locker room guy to, to have attitude with. And um, I know Utah hasn't indicated they're going to buy him out yet, but. Um, yeah, I don't, see, I don't see Utah keeping them. Yeah, I mean, they're probably going to try to float them out there, and they're just trying to get draft capital. They blow it up. They blew it up already. So probably just going to see if they can get anything for them at this point. Um, I, I maybe see that being like an in-season buyout, possibly. And who knows at that point? Everyone just has their vet mins for the most part. I don't think Beverly is just going to go to some random team. I mean, he obviously he said amazing things about Philadelphia, and he loves um, he loves Harden. So I, I could totally see that. Could you imagine? Uh, the amount of dogs and pesky, annoying defenders we'd have with Melton, House, Tucker, Beverly. I mean, teams would hate to play against us every game. It, we would just be the most annoying team of all time. I, I've never seen that amount of annoying defenders on a team before. 
Yeah. I've probably seen a team like that, but yeah. Success a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> to multiple teams like that. Yeah. One was in Philadelphia and one was in Seattle. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's true. Yeah. But I, I, I get what you're saying though. <laughs> but with, with Tucker and, and, and Beverly, it's not just good defenders, it's like it's that whole like stick your stick your nose in their chest, flop backwards, make a big scene, wow. you know, get the crowd up, doing all that stuff. It's just like you know, it, it's it would be it would be really entertaining. I mean, every 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 game would be extremely entertaining to watch. I, I'd love to see that just just for the pure, just to see the couple of those guys on the court at the same time, and then with them beat at five. Gotcha. You probably get national pundits actually talking about defense again, and our team would definitely provide with with those two dudes alone. Yeah. Yeah, and then and if you keep Matisse around, dude, you forget you forget about that. If we have if we still have Matisse in the roster, that's true. He's there. Yeah, man, Tasia's guy. <laughs> Beverly, let's do this. Beverly, Tease. No, oh, sorry, Beverly, Melton, Tease, Tucker. Let's go small ball house five. <laughs> house five. You're th- you're throwing a house there at, at five. Like that's like a, I mean. He's like, dude, he's like, he's like six, six. Like he's like a shooting guard. Small he's play, I, I've seen him play. He played with Houston. He played like he plays small ball five sometimes. I mean, yeah, it's real small. But I mean, with that, with that team on the floor, yeah. offense might not even get the ball across the floor. But that's I have that's not what we're envisioning here in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a couple minutes, it'd be fun. Yeah. This guy's all bought into the Philadelphia Rockets, man. <laughs> hey, man, I already got a T-shirt coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what else they do. Get Gordon first. I'll get a. If we get Gordon, I'll get a Philadelphia uh, a, a Rockets T-shirt. Oh my goodness! Well, so someone made the logo already. It's a, it's the Sixers with like the Rockets font and like the old school. It looks kind of cool, actually. I got <laughs> It does look cool. It does look cool. If you make the rocket a bell, that'd be pretty cool. Oh that'd my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Eric likes that. <laughs> That's a good idea, man. Yeah, and, I will not wear it. Yeah, you would not ever see me wearing that. Leaving seventy sixers, slap that on there with the bell as a rocket, dude. dude. If, if if an artist out there makes that, I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll see if I can uh, throw it in there with something. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But all right, fellas, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in. I believe in seventy sixers presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we hopefully discuss maybe maybe Eric Gordon acquisition by that time next week. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, all right, guys. Thank you, guys. Take it Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.